0: Podcast is part of the sports social podcast network
1: hello good evening and welcome to the talking cop members show this is me gav that is my this is the fourth transfer show of January 2024. We're probably going to try to do one slash two of these a week. The chances are one of them will definitely be a member show. One of them may be on the free feed, but we'll see how it goes. Listen, as of, as it is, there's not an awful lot going on, but we're here to discuss what may go on and little bits with regards to Liverpool players coming back from loan. And different things. So, um, yeah, stick with us. If you're in here, hit the like button. Cause then we know many people have been in here to watch us. And that's good. Uh, Richard is in, Megan is in, Dan is in, Anthony Boylan is in. Um, a few more pop in now as the chat catches up with us. So, Ma, how are you? It's the first time I've spoken to you since before Christmas. So I'm going to ask the question, did you have a good Christmas and New Year? Do you even, do, do you celebrate Christmas? I don't know. You could be of religious you know, you could be religious in a different way and you think Christmas is short.
0: Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's not the case, but there's uh, I mean, I don't have kids, so you always lose that little bit when you don't have little kids around. Cause you know, Christmas is mostly for the kids, I'd say. Uh, but I, I got to go home, my wife and I got to go back to the prairies to visit my family. So I ate like an absolute pig and drank far too much for a full week. And it was lovely.
1: Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, let me see. Rory's joined us. Yeah. Um, Paul has joined us. Um, loads of people in. So, where to start? Let's start with Liverpool. Um, and I'm not going to go under the links that are there with regards to players coming in. We'll have a, we may have a chat about you know who we think should, what we think we should do and stuff like that. But just on the loan stuff, Carvalho's come back from Leipzig. Um, you've have you have. Reese Williams coming back from Aberdeen. You have Owen Beck coming back from I want to say Dundee. Um but he's definitely in Scotland. Correct. And you also have Nat Phillips coming back from Scotland and Celtic. So you've them four players coming back from loan. There's different kind of circumstances around them and different kind of outlooks, I think, um from a lot of people. But let's start with let's start with Nat Phillips. He got he's gone to Celtic. I think he went I think he did go on like a four month loan. Um, and Celtic probably would have looked to, to extend that. But I think his time at Celtic has been horrendous. And any anytime I've seen him play for Celtic, he's looked horrendous. Um, he's come back and there's a few whispers today that, you know, Reese Williams might be look, looking to be sent back out on loan, but Phillips may stay as emergency cover. Um, that sends shivers down my spine, to be quite honest with you, Matt. Um, where do you on, on these two? Take the two of them. Take, take Williams and take, take Phillips.
0: Yeah, I mean, Reese Williams, I probably couldn't have told you before yesterday where he was currently on loan. Just he's he's completely fallen off the radar, uh, especially so with how Kwanzaa's just exploded onto the scene and is that next player to come out of the academy for the defense. So I I couldn't tell you whether his loan went good or poorly. I'm guessing it went poorly because he's back and it I, I can't see us having much use for him. I mean, Nat Phillips, you hear a little bit coming out, you know, he finally gets a start for Celtic and immediately puts the ball through the back of his own net. So not great for him either, but they just they just don't work in the team. The way the team is set up, the high line that we need to play with, especially when we're pressing. Like if you looked at how we pressed against Newcastle for the entire game, the, that type of offensive pressing where you've got four, five, six players pressing the ball requires your defenders to be at the halfway line. And if they're going to play on the halfway line, they have to have recovery pace, like as Ann showed when they went down their two men and he still tried persisting with, you know, Hoyberg and Ben Davies playing a high line on the halfway line. Like, it doesn't work. I would, just for the pure hilarity of it, love to see the three defenders that returned from their loan spells start against Arsenal on the weekend. I think, I think a back line of uh, Owen Beck, Nat Phillips, Reese Williams, and Connor Bradley at right back would just be hilarious. But I think even that's even that's a bridge too far. I, it's probably time for both of them to go. I doubt there'll be any movement for them in January, especially because neither of them shined in their loan spells at the start of the season. So it'll be one of those. I mean, Reese will still qualify to play with the unders so he can go back down there, maybe you know, put himself in the shop window a little bit and Nat Phillips, I feel, will stay until the end of his contract because like I said about Oxlade-Chamberlain in years past, it's the last good contract he's going to get and he's going to see out every single day of that contract and collect all that money. And...
1: Yeah, look, Richard says Nat makes 100% sense as an emergency centre-back cover. Why the shivers? He's done the job before. He's done the job before. I'll, I'll give you that. He's done the job before in when Liverpool have been in a certain predicament and have had to tailor the way they play. Um, for the likes of Nat Phillips and Reese Williams playing, and they, they done admirably. I think that's, did I get that out right? Admirably. Yeah, there you go. Um, but not in today's game. It simply won't work. You know, Liverpool are gone back to the high line. They're gone back to a lot of pressing from the front. They're pushing up the pitch and. Maybe not so much in that field, but Reese Williams would be absolutely lost in this because he hasn't got a torn a pace. He went to Aberdeen at the start of the season. I done I done a, I done a show on one of the Aberdeen podcasts who asked me about him. Um, I was, it might have been Kev that done it. Actually, I was asked it with Kev done it and he was talking about him and he was saying, look, he's a good defender when he has to defend, you know, um, but you'd be worried about turning the other way and, and, and that, that bit of pace, you know, the sort of way. Um, it, it, <laughs> Going back out on loan for for Reece Williams, um, it's it just feels like, you know, they're just letting this run out, and he'll end up going, you know, I can't I can't see a future for Reese Williams at Liverpool. Not the way we play. I think with the way Quans has come through, I think um, it's, he's he's just a different he's a different machine to Reece Williams. He's <laughs> as big as him. He's he's broader than him. He's stronger than him. He's quicker than him. He's a, probably a better footballer than him. I think has just blown the both of these fellas out of the water, really. And people will argue that, you know, are oh, Matab down injured? You know, who have we got left? I don't think Matab being down injured makes a case for Reese Williams and that Phillips to be the replacement for Matab in the squad. I, don't, I just don't think it does. I think if you if you have to put either of them on that pitch at any stage, and whether that's an FA Cup or Arsenal or a league game because something completely mad has gone on, you're still, you're definitely going to have to tailor the way you play. Today's guys, you can't play them high up the pitch. You simply can't. Um, but look, they're both back. I don't know if I don't know if they run out that contract. Um, with with that Phillips, but I can't see that. I can't see the sense in him being there as emergency cover because it means then that if an emergency happens, he has to play. And if, yeah. Liverpool, are, if Liverpool are going for a league title. And you're telling me that Nat Phillips is starting to centre half in simply the way we play. I think we're in all sorts of trouble. You know what I mean? And I think it probably showed at Celtic as well because Celtic have an awful lot of the ball and awful lot of the time and play a high line because of that. And I think he got, I think he got exposed. I really think he, he, I think he really did get exposed. Um, let me read some out. Um, let me read some bits out. Um, let me see. Kev did say all three who were recalled didn't do themselves. Any favours whatsoever. Er, uh, Ashley says Williams only played 90 minutes this season, I think, for Aberdeen. Yeah, he hasn't. It didn't. I've, I've checked on him a few times and I've seen him on the bench. Haven't seen him playing. Um Chris Brack reckons own Beck is going to be used in January to cover left back. And we'll then go back to Dundee before end of window. Dundee seems to be got to lose him. Yeah, he seems to be absolutely flying. Someone's saying he's possibly being the left best left back in the Scottish Premiership this season. And people will say, oh, the Scottish Premiership. You know, the left back at Celtic is quite good. Rangers have a decent left back, you know, the sort of way. So for this fella to be, to be there and, and people making that shout about him, it's no harm to him. Um, Anthony says, if you can't start for Aberdeen, you've got absolutely no chance at Liverpool. Um, when Nat and Reese were there, they had Fabinho and Henderson protecting the back force. Kev, I'm not saying their our players can't protect them. It's just the style of play. We seem to sit in ourselves and, and, and play a slightly different way. And I don't want us to do that. I want us to go and keep doing, doing what we're doing. Um, Anthony says, Quanta has shown the level required and it's, it's no shame on Phillips or Williams. It's just how it is. Um, let me see. Um, Christmas Eve says, even lads, Carl here, daughter's account, hence Christmas Eve. <laughs> Carl, um, I think I know who that is Carl. Could you not just go onto YouTube and make your own account? All it need is an email address. Seriously. Um, let me see. So look. I think Reese Williams might go out on loan, but I think uh, that feels to me as just it's one running out. You might get a nominal fee somewhere from that's what it feels like. Yeah. And we'll yeah, ch-
0: championship at best, but it looks like his future probably is like League One level where, you know, he can go down to League One, let's say, and impress and then try to rebound his career from there. But it, not much longer that he'll be our concern. Owen Beck for me is the one, though, that is that's the talking point because I agree with what Brackett said. <coughs> I, I, I would say it's almost certain that he starts on the weekend. Like okay. what we did with Phillips a couple years ago when we recalled him from I think was Stuttgart. Stuttgart. Yeah, played him against Everton and then put him back on the plane. Like you yeah. just brought a day bag sort of thing. I, I could see us doing that with Owen Beck because when uh, somebody posted in the Telegram chat about the tweet announcing his recall and scrolling through the comments and it was – yeah. Fuck Liverpool for taking this player from us and what a player he's been for us, were all the comments. Like there was there was nobody seemed like happy to see the backside of him or had anything bad to say about him. Like, yeah, best left back in the league, young player of the year, if you would have seen the season out with Dundee. Like that's the that's the level that their fans were talking about him. And I'm gonna yeah. believe them more because I couldn't find Dundee on a map. So uh but I can I can see us doing that because we have to protect Joe Gomez. We just Yeah. It's the most imperative thing in January. Until Andy Robertson's back, it is of the utmost importance that we protect Joe Gomez.
1: Yeah. Torres is not Phillips is 27 in March. Both he and Williams need to move on for their own careers. I fully agree. And I think, you know, like at the start of the season, you probably would have went, could you put Phillips in there as your fifth choice center back maybe? And, And, you know, it's kind of a break glass kind of thing. But... Not the way Liverpool are playing. If if Liverpool were coming out and saying, listen, we're going to be more pragmatic, we're going to make sure we protect our goal an awful lot more, and we're going to play as a counter attacking side a little bit more in certain games, i go, yeah, there's an argument there, but just not the way we're playing. Um, uh, just, just just not the way we're playing. I just don't, I just don't see how it works. But just on, on our own back, um, you know, you're saying it's imperative that we protect Joe Gomez. I think you're absolutely spot on. Um, you know, Simicast looks like he could be out for a considerable amount of time. Andy Robertson, according to Klopp, is you know four four weeks probably still away from where that's that's a that's a that's a guess from me. But just judging on what on the words he says, it could be three or four weeks the way he comes back. Um, Jerry says the Dundee tribute to Beck was very classy. To be fair, I'm gonna go back to something else. Klopp said though, because Klopp said after the Matip injury. And I am going to go into the whole math situation in a minute, but he said after the math of injury, we won't make we won't look to make a signing at the back unless another injury happens, and then the injury happens to Simicast, and you are like, are you going to make one now? And people are like, well, he'll, he'll get he'll get away with Gomez for a while, and then Robertson will be back. But do you think the actual return of Owen Beck just cancels out that comment he's made a
0: couple of weeks ago? It depends on depends on Robertson's return. If Robertson is maybe ahead of the schedule as we've been led to believe it, then perhaps you can get away with that because Joe G- Joe Gomez has deputized incredibly well at left back, just so much better than I was even hoping. Started his Liverpool to.
1: career at left back
0: though. Yeah, but I mean, uh, Fabinho also used to play right back, and then you look at the numbers. No, I'm, just, like, saying, oh, I'm four, just saying, I'm just saying he's ago.
1: been good at left back, but it's not it's not unnatural to him is what I'm just trying to say. He's done it before. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so if if the prognosis on Robertson coming back is good and, you know, the medical team has assured the coaches that he's not at high risk of re-injury, which is something that happens with dislocated shoulders, is once it starts popping out, it just pops out constantly. I'm okay with us getting through because we've got, what, the FA Cup, maybe another FA Cup game if we get through Saturday. Uh, I'm very interested to see that team. The two semifinals, and then I think two, three league games, and then that's about when Robertson should be back. If we can use Owen Beck for two or three of those matches, you know, the cup matches, maybe one of the semifinals, play him in the FA Cup, use Gomez in the other ones, maybe bring him off of the bench in a Premier League game or something like that, just to give Gomez a blow. You know, hopefully we're, you know, comfortable with 75 minutes gone and we can take Gomez off, just rest him up that 15, 20, 25 minutes at the end of a match, bring back on, and then at the end of the month, Robertson's good to go, and you send him back out again. And in terms of long term replacement, I mean, I think we do need to think about the long term replacement at left back, not just Andy Robertson, because I'd like to think Robbo could get at least another couple years at a good level, if not his absolute peak level. But I think it's time we move on from Simicast as our backup. It's, Simicast well, is 27. You know, it's not like Simicast has his prime years ahead of him. Like, I would imagine that Costa Simicast wants more football, more regular football, the chance to be the number one guy. So I think that there is an opening, not in January per se, but something to be addressed next summer for what we do going forward with left back because we protected Simicast's value by giving him that new contract. So he's not running down mm-hmm. the end of a contract. We should more than get our money back that we paid for him. We pay for Simicast, $13 million, $14 yeah, million, somewhere around like there, that. $12 million, yeah. I think that might be more the way to go with it, and that should give a massive boost to Chambers and Beck of going, you know that if you show, look at Trent, look at Kwanzaa, if you prove in the academy and in training and you go out on loan, you'll get the job. You'll get the backup job, and then you can win that starter's job. You know, like what Kwanzaa said about Mattip after he got injured, you know, basically I'm I'm here to bury this guy. Yeah. Like I want his job. Yeah. You want we're going to need that sort of attitude in a young left back because Andy Robertson ain't gonna be there forever. And if we have to replace one of the two, Simicast or Robertson, well, I know which Greek is being shown the door every single time. So yeah, hopefully it spurs us on, but I don't think it's an issue for January, more so because of how well Joe Gomez has done.
1: So the way I'm thinking it is right. Joe Gomez has been, has been a bit of a revelation at left back over the last couple of games, to be fair. He was absolutely outstanding. He didn't put a foot wrong for me against Newcastle, right? And Robertson comes back, right? He might, like Kev said there, you know, my only fear is Robbo is playing, um, Coming back, they tend to pick up knocks up Peck. Beck might be staying put. They may do that. They may they may turn around. And this brings us on to the centre half stuff, right? Um and we've seen a being linked by Sporting Lisbon. Um, we haven't seen really anything else. There's been a few spoofers online telling you that a like literally like sitting at John Lennon Airport waiting for the phone call to head down to the axe. Um but that's the only kind of tenuous link at the minute, right? And this brings us on to it because like forget everything for a minute just forget everything that's going on for a minute, Matt, right? Your opinion, John Matip out, won't play again for Liverpool this season. Probably won't play for Liverpool again, right? If they, Unless they give him an extension. And even with an extension, you're probably looking at three months into next season and he's still be fucking out, right? But, all things considered, would you sign a centre-half in January?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think you have to. Uh, I can remember back to doing shows the last time the... Uh window was open and there were some people, I believe you might've been one of them that thought we probably needed some defensive cover at the end of the window and hope that we could get one more deal in as unlikely as it obviously was going to be. And I, I'm pretty sure I'm on record who goes back and listens to old shows of saying if we don't sign a defender, we are going to need very good luck with injuries. And up until Matip got hurt, it was looking brilliant. Mattip was staying fit Canate had picked up a little niggle, but Gomez was fit, ready to go. The left backs were all still healthy. And then all of a sudden you go bang, 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 and you lose three of them. But one of them being that center half. I I just think you have to. I, Who the hell it's going to be? I don't know. The thing about Inacio that really kind of throws me is that he was rumored to be available in the summer when we still had an identifiable need for a player that he fills the box. Yeah, he ticks the boxes up. Kevin Left-footed Balls is the same half. as you're here. Yeah. Why didn't we go for him in the summer? Like, it was i'm pretty sure I remember reading articles of like there's another week, and then his contract bumps up that release clause from forty to sixty and it's like you know if I can read that, obviously somebody in the club has read that and would know about that or no agents and actually know what's going on. Why didn't we go for him in the summer, even if you but you see buy that's, him that's and loan that's him the back.
1: yeah but you see you see right well, I should have thrown in the caveat at the start that Yogen Klopp. Right. What's going to happen here is, right, put money on it. What's going to happen here is that Liverpool may not sign a player in the, in the January. Jürgen Klopp around the 29, 30th or 24th of January is going to get bombarded around a pre-game press conference around signing players and he's going to go, listen, we can't go out and sign all this bum, bum, bum. And then it's going to be FSG are out, right? FSG out, FSG, RL, FSG RL, Cause that's how the world works. Right. It just, it all depends on how you can actually, you know, mentally fucking step away from the, the nonsense. Right. Kevin Botts, if we wanted in that show, we'd have paid 40 million release clause in the summer before he signed the new contract with the higher clause, right? I completely get that. But you have to remember, if he's staying with Joel Matip, he's, he, he likes to look at Kwanzaa. He has Van Dyke. He has Gomez. He has Canati, right? Liverpool as a football club are not bringing in another centre-back for six, 40 million quid. On another load of money. They have to pay all these players. And I I hate to say it to people. But that's the truth. The amount of bodies you have. And the amount of money they pay. The way Liverpool walk is. That doesn't fit. So you have to get rid of one. Right, we're not going in with six centre halves. Simple as that. We're simply not right. We we are going in with Van Dijk, Gomez, Kanate, Matip, Kwanza. five. He's not doing six unless he's letting one go, and he clearly weren't letting John Matip go because a year left on his yeah. deal, They could have sold him, and he didn't. Right? Now that's a release clause anyway, sixty million. If you go in there and you say, "Listen, I tell you what, we we'll give you forty, rising to fifty-five, depending on this," and the player wants to go, you'll get him right you will get the the 60 million is just out there and i'll pay it and you get them and all this sort of stuff but klopp on the other hand has said that in the same kind of breath as he was saying i won't sign another one unless I get another injury did say how many top top players can you get out of club in january if you want them it's very very difficult to do right which makes me think that Kev might have a point with Owen Beck where he, you turn around to Owen Beck and go, listen, no, sorry, you're here for the rest of the season because we have Joe Gomez, Robertson's going to come back, but we have to keep an eye on something there, but we also need Joe Gomez to go back in now and cover the centre-half if needed. But it gives us the option to play Joe Gomez as a left-back anytime we want. If Robertson is kind of, you're nursing him back in, if you have a cup game and you, or you want to put Beck on the bench and give him 20, I think I would sign a centre-half because I think I don't think we'll, we'll extend math. Simple as that, right? But I don't think we will. I don't think there's one out there that, and maybe I'm wrong. I, I'm not too sure there's one out there that we can get that we want. Because I think that there was so much, there was so much like in, intense fucking madness in the summer. Gone. side the left side the centre half, and I was like. Virgil van Dijk plays left side of the centre half. No, no, no. Sign a left side of the centre half. He can play left back. And I'm like, mate, we have a left back. Why is everyone fucking thinking we play three at the back? We don't. We play... I
0: tried to convince them, but they wouldn't listen. We
1: play four at the back. We have never, ever, right, put a left back or a centre back, a left back. Right? The only reason Joe Gomez is playing there now is because the two left backs are injured. I promise you, if the two left backs... Where fit Joe Gomez would never start a left back for Liverpool. So all this stuff is fucking madness. The, the big decision in the centre half thing is: Do you sign a left side of centre half, future proofing for Van Dijk two, three years down the line, and getting a player to come in of a certain quality that you think is going to be as good as or able to. You know, take over from Virgil Van Dijk. It's difficult because if he's that fucking good, he doesn't want to be sitting on Liverpool's bench or playing twenty to twenty-five games a season. He wants to be playing fifty games a season in big competitions. Ie. Oh, yeah, Levi Cowell, maybe right, Someone along them lines. They know they're going to get more games elsewhere. I think he doesn't Simon. I genuinely think he doesn't Simon. I think he, I think he does a bit of a job here where Gomez covers with Beck in the background. Robertson comes back in. Beck remains in the background, if needed. Gomez goes back in at centre-half, but he's also used at left-back, if, if you need to go and do and look after Andy Robertson. That's where I am on it. I probably would Simon. Yeah. I think he'll definitely Simon in the summer. But I think the summer, Matt, is is a weird one as well, because what sort of centre-half do you go for? Because do you still see Joe Gomez as a cover? Do you still see Kanata as your number one beside um, Van Dijk? Where does Quansah now rank? And if you're bringing in a centre-half... How are you selling this to them? Because the money yeah. you're going to spend in the centre half, they'll want to play. And that means if they want to play, they're probably going to have to be a right side centre half. And they are looking going, the, the biggest, the biggest winner in it all will maybe be Quanta, who goes and says, oh, I'll, I'll be deputy left side and I get quite a few games if you want to rest Van Dijk. I don't think he does one. I think I was, no, I mean obviously, I the,
0: obviously the smart money is we don't do anything in January. Though our recent history is actually pretty well littered with the surprise January signings. It just that's the big question for me. And it was in the summer as well. What you just said right there of like how do you how do you sell that to them of being like oh we need to go out and we need to sign these players like if your path is blocked and I mean we're gonna come on to it as well when we get into the midfield chat as well too I. There's also nobody that really jumps out to me. So I pretty much exclusively just watch the Premier League and then the European competitions. I, I, even I don't have enough time to be watching the Italian League and the Spanish League and the Portuguese League sort of thing. So I can't speak about uh, Antonio Silva or Gonzalo Ignacio. These are just names that I've heard mentioned with rumors and stuff like that. Out of the players that I've seen in the Premier League, in terms of players that just kind of jump out at me, Really, the only one, and Bracky mentioned it up a, a few comments ago. He's really throwing him in quick tonight. Is if the FFP crunch comes down on the F again, I am. I would be all over Branthwaite. A bid for Branthwaite. Yeah, he's he's really stood out. He's he's taken that mantle that I felt that Nathan Collins had two years ago when he was at Wolves. Where he was just kind of breaking into the team, taking over for some older, slower players, and he looked like a breath of fresh air, and he looked like he was going to grow into to be this giant unit of a player. And then he's kind of fallen off a fair bit from there, which is unfortunate. Uh, and it's Branthwaite is the one. And if if Everton are motivated sellers, because the Premier League is coming with their accounts going, got a pretty big hole here, boys. You need to you need to, you need fifty million pounds, well, talk, or the, the you're going to be docked another set of points.
1: The talk is, is that Forrest um are 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 in a bit of a sticky situation, it looks like. Right. They're probably they're waiting to hear on the outcome of something, apparently. So if they're waiting to hear the outcome, it means that they have they been charged and they've had this fucking hearing. Or they're waiting to hear the outcome of the FA are looking into this, we'll know if we're going to be charged. The the talk is that it's not Everton. Like there was talk of always second thing happening for Everton. The talk is that that's not true. Um But Brantway I'd put money on Brantway playing and playing his football in Manchester next season. That's where I put it. I think United or City or, either I am so that would be my opinion on it. Um I think he's being really, really good. I like everything about him. He's he's really good on the ball. He has a ton of pace, he's not afraid to go into a tackle, he's good in the air, he reads the game well. He doesn't seem to get uh, flustered by anything. Um But even at that, Brantway's looking going. All right, like switching from Everton to Liverpool is a big jump, you know. In just the, the I suppose the amount of games you are going to win and stuff like that. But against that, is Brantley going to is Brantley going to turn around and go? I am playing every week or Everton here. If I go to Liverpool, I can only play left side. Virgil Van Dijk yeah. plays left side. Whereas if I go to Manchester United, I can fucking take a pick. Do you know what I mean? They're all fucking shy. Do you know what I mean? The butcher. Yeah, the yeah. So I, I actually. And thinking of it, would actually make Manchester United you know, massive favors to sign um that That's being
0: well that'll was, that'll make him probably an eighty or ninety million center half then if yeah. uh, those two clubs that don't know how to spend money properly are sniffing around. Yeah. Here's something I just thought of though. Uh if Forest are the ones that have the FFP issues and could be motivated sellers, which and they do have a bloated squad as well, do you dip into the left back market, get a proven winner? In Montiel off a of forest, and then just tell Gomez your center half right back cover. You know, ease that ease that pressure on Gomez and try to wrap him in a little bit of cotton wool by managing his minutes better, while also reinforcing at the left back position.
1: You see, I think I think I'm not against what you've said earlier, with regards to kind of future proofing my left back, and Simakas probably isn't the future proof option. I don't think he's done, he hasn't done badly at all of Liverpool stepping in. But as you said, he's 27 years of age. I don't know what age Andy Robertson is. Um,
0: 29.
1: 29. So there's not a hell of a lot of difference in there. Do you know what I mean? There's a season or two difference in them, right? Um, Quality-wise, I think there is a difference. But that's, that's for another day's argument, right? Um, I'm I, I'm with you on on the future proofing of it. I, I just think this season with the left-back, he's he's going to do a little bit of a diddle. That's being honest. I think he's going to do a bit of a diddle where he's going. Gomez is working fine. Definite option. Beck is back. Fine. I'll use him if I really have to. Right. Um, Robertson will be back. And I'm covering all my bases there. You know, like, you could look at Joe Gomez and say, you can go right back, you can go left back, you can go centre back. I'll use the other, and I, and I have the other three centre halves. Now, you, you are relying then on them all to stay fit, which is a worry. But I'm sure, like, we're all sitting here and we're kind of throwing odd names out here. If they are looking at that, they will be looking at it for a while. So it might be a bit of a surprise. And you've seen the likes of um, Robinson off Fulham being linked, but he signed a new deal in the summer. You'll Eight Nori off Wolves, who's in and out of the Wolves side, but it has always impressed me every time I've seen him. I'm not too sure what age he is. I, I presume he's probably 22, 23. Um, but I just think right now, with the squad he has, the way they're going, and I'm not against ever against signing the player. I'm never against it, but just I the mean, way it
0: makes th- so much content.
1: But but the way things are going, I just think they'll leave as they are at the back, unless of course a target that they have for some reason comes available and they go, you know what? Bang! We're putting him in. We're going to do a Luis Diaz on him. We're going to give him six months, and we're going to let him play. And we're going we'll have him there for next season. He's match replacement, and we're back into. This player, our three centre halves, and Kwanzaa. you know what I mean, and that's where we are. Um, the, good in, shout
0: there from Ashley L. Actually, Max Killman, Yeah. Max Kilman is
1: English player, centre back and left back. He's the one I take from Wolves. Uh, Kilman's been really good for Wolves. Um, and Wolves have been quite impressive. Any time I've seen them, to be fair, Bar I watched them in a the three o'clock away at Luton, and they were desperate. Um, but you know it's they've been really good. Garyney has done a really good job there, despite being literally robbed every fucking second week by the v g m o l Um in midfield you know I think we I think we've plenty of bodies in midfield. I think when you look through it, I think Endo's really finding his feet. I think Elliot Elliot has just been fantastic off the bench. I think Jones has grown game on game and I think he was excellent again the other night. You look at McAllister coming back and he showed he could do him, he, what he can do when he came on. Graven Birch, I don't, I don't expect to see the best of Graham will probably late this season and the start of next season when he's fully up to speed, both physically and kind of tactically with Liverpool, but I think he's a fantastic player. Sabah's life was great. He's dropped off a little bit. Absolutely fine with that. No problem. Give him a little break for a couple of weeks and I expect him to come back. But I would go and sign Andre. That a boy. Ah, I would. So I would go and
0: sign way, Andre want, and I'll
1: tell, you, I'll tell you why. Thiago... Listen, Thiago, I don't know if he played with Liverpool again. Like, he's literally right. out. We're, 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 we must be approaching nine months. He's out. Hasn't played a game for Liverpool. Right? He's out of contract in the summer. We may get him back for the last 10 games of the season. But then, you're down a body. And I think there's a big glaring opportunity in January if you want that player to go and get him. Now, I'm only going off the rumours of the summer, which seem fairly solid from solid people that would just... You know, a journalist that would tell you as it is, um, and his name was absolutely in the hat. I would go and do, and what I would do is I would say, "Look, we're really we're stocked in midfield. If we get Thiago back, and that means Andre has to sit and kick his heels and have a rest after a mad season in Brazil, fine. But he's there, he's available for us, and we know going into next season Tiago won't be here. And he's a decent, he's a really, really decent younger replacement. Are you alright with midfield?" And I know we're kind of previewing the still, squad here, but <laughs> it's probably the best way to do it before we win tomorrow these transfer things throughout the throughout the, the, yeah. the month.
0: Yeah, you have to, especially to get started, first transfer show of the window, you have to kind of get a feel for the big picture because you don't just want to be saying, you know, we need to be signing X and X players. And when you start looking at it, being like, well, you've got a full squad. Like, you don't want to have to be building a second uh, addition onto the change room to fit all your players in Chelsea style. I really like the look of Andre. I like to hype around him in the summer. I watched a couple of the Copa Libertadores matches. Didn't have the best final, but in some of the matches leading up to the final, in quarter quarterfinal, the one game against I don't know, Team Paraguay, I think it was, that they played. I, I just thought he was phenomenal. And watching how he played in that goofy system that Denise has Flamengo playing, and then watching how we play, and especially how Endo's been playing in this last little run of matches where Endo's been getting the start at the six, where you're seeing him drop and kind of split the center halves. Because you know, the center halves are already moving out a little bit wider when we get that width or when Trent inverts into the middle, especially Kanate's pushing out that little bit, and you're seeing Endo drop into that slot a little bit more because he's got a really good defensive head about him. I mean, the number of people, if you went back through the chats on our transfer shows and other channels shows after we signed Endo, the number of people that gotta be eating their fucking shorts right now. For just completely writing him off because he's okay. been he's been better than I thought he would be, and I thought he would be fine. So that's all happy days. But to me, Andre, having watched say maybe five, six full 90s of him play, seems like he's got better defensive attributes than McAllister and better offensive attributes than Endo. I, I don't even think it's a question that he has better offensive attributes than Endo. Like you look at his numbers from the Brazilian League. Yeah, it's just the Brazilian league, but a guy can only play where a guy plays. You know, he can't rack up numbers in the Premier League playing in the Brazilian league. So you have to take it for what it is. His passing numbers are phenomenal. It's progressive passing, long passing, stuff like that. Extremely accurate with the ball at his feet. So he's a much better passer. Maybe not as good as McAllister, maybe on a par with McAllister, but he's the natural six, whereas McAllister isn't. And that was kind of some people's concerns in the summer of going in without that natural six.
1: One I haven't mentioned is Stefan Bajetic. And when I look around, like to be fair, right, if you go, if you take, even if, 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 forget Tiago and Andre for a minute, if you bring Bajetic into this squad now, you're you're leaving. uh, One, is he struggling to get in because of the, Mm. the amount of bodies and quality we have there? Or if he does get in, you're leaving a fairly big player out now. You know, you'd be leaving a fairly big player out, because I think Jones is a big player for us. I think that I think the easiest one to probably leave out is probably Elliot, but Elliot's being brilliant. Like yeah. we have a lot of numbers in there. And I do you know what, every time I go to name our midfielders, I forget one, right? But if I look at it, I, I go Endo McAllister, that's two. Elliot Jones is four. Yeah. You've got yep. Sobersley, Graven Birch, that's six. Who am I missing?
0: Thiago.
1: But Thiago Bojcetich makes eight, am I right? Yeah. Yeah. So, if, 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 I think the easiest thing to do here is to look and go, right, if Thiago's going, you're bringing one body in. And that's fine, because Liverpool walking that way. One goes out, one goes in, that's our numbers in midfield, We're going with eight and we'll move them around, blah, 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 blah. I just think, like, you know, you could look at different players at the, like, some people mentioned Douglas DeWiz there. Um, you know, we'll go and get him. He'll cost you a fucking arm and a leg now because he's being phenomenal yeah. for a And I did say at the start of this season, that's who I, who I would have went in and got Douglas Luiz. I think he, he's absolutely brilliant. He's, he's so killing cool the ball. He, he likes the, he likes the ball to his feet with his back to, you know, with facing his own goal. He, he's being brilliant. Um, but like, Jerry says there, Boicetich fit will be an 80 million pound player, Benfica, and he'd be the one we all want. I'm not saying for a second Boicetich can't come in and, and absolutely put himself in this team as an eight or a six, you know, but if we want the six that absolutely, like, just destroys people, do you know what I mean? And make sure that nothing gets boys and protects us. Boicetich is being decent at that at times, but other times you see him forward or forward in that eight, and he's, he's just, he, he, he's a good ball carrier. He's an eye for a pass. Um, I I just think my whole thing around this is it all focuses on Thiago. And the fact that Thiago won't be at Liverpool next season means you're going to have to bring someone in. And if that one is like Kevin Ball's there you know um I think we've moved on from him. We from Andre maybe we have. But if we haven't at the price you're talking which is probably 20 million pounds. Yeah. It, it's it's a no brainer. To bring him in, absolute no-brainer it's another South American I know but that means then that the likes of Luis Diaz, Darwin Nunes, they have these players, there's, there's a few more of them do you know the sort of way they are yeah, together Alley. you know, you, you kind of have that Dutch thing going on with Gravenberch and, Birch and and, um, Gakbo and, and, and Van Dijk And they and don't, stuff.
0: they don't fuck off for a month in the middle of the season, you
1: know? <laughs> yeah. So, um. So
0: I'm all for all, all South Americans. I'm fine with that.
1: Um, people are asked about the Bicetich injury. Boychette's got this injury last, last year, um, last season. And it looks like he's big because he did play in pre season. I think he actually plays in one of the Europa League games. At the start of the campaign. And yeah, he the plays first... right
0: back, I think, in the first game first in game, Lask, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, some members it's have to give us a thumbs guy down. What member is giving us a thumbs down here? Jesus Christ. Um, that's not good. Um, Did Red
0: Steve finally get his membership?
1: Yeah, maybe so. Um, But I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm just saying, for me, in midfield, there's a decision to make here. One, do you go as is, and you're just, Tiago's not being there, am I used to it? Two, is Thiago coming back? And you'll see him for the last 15, 20 games of the season. I'm not too sure. Or three, do we just go, listen, he's not playing, but we're going to bring someone in. We're basically going to, we're going to show where some our update of our midfield in January. That's what we're going yeah, to right do. Right now.
0: Uh, I, yeah. I think it's number three. Uh, and I said this to, I think it was, it was definitely Bracky. I don't know if Kev was on after we finished a show like two, three months ago. And I just said, I don't think Thiago ever plays for us again. I just think he's done. I think the club's going to let him get back to fitness. He runs his contract out. And at the end of the summer, you just move on. And if that's the case, if you can bring in a player, it's this vaunted thing that people have been saying when we talk about the defenders. If you can bring forward your summer plans, the summer plan is going to include, in some point, replacing Thiago. And if you can bring that forward, Andre might not play. It might take them, and this is something that uh, that Kev was the says. When does when is the, the,
1: yeah. the Brazilian league is over now? Am I right?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's just finished, and so I think they've got the that this would be their summer. So it's the height of summer down there. Okay. so it's basically the same, but just reversed around. So they start the back in they start world. back
1: in February, is it?
0: Yeah, end of February, start of March, something like that. I right. imagine. So, so yeah, they get their two. Minutes so off. could
1: there be an argument to turn around and go? Listen, we've agreed that they were Andre. He'd be joining Liverpool on the fourth of July.
0: No, I think you just bring him in now. I think you just fast-forward his preseason now. You don't register Thiago for either of the squads, and you register Andre. Hell, I'm okay if you've sweetened the deal by just saying you can have his kit number. Like You can wear 36 or 46 currently, and then next year we'll just drop the first digit. You get, you get Thiago's shirt. And you bring him in, and you get him up to speed. And then if you find that you need him... If we need to activate him like how we used Jones coming down the stretch last season or how Bacetic came in and was pivotal for that 8-10 game run that he had in the middle of last season, if we need him there, he's there. But if we don't, we don't have to use him because, like you said, we've got Endo who can play there. We know that McAllister can play there. So it's not forcing it to happen. It's just Tiago has been absolutely lovely to watch. He will have a clip that is in Liverpool highlight pack's forever with that goal against Porto because it is such a beautiful thing to see, but I have just moved on. I have just moved on very much kind of like how I am, unfortunately to group them together with Nat Phillips and Reese Williams. I'm just out of sight, out of mind. And if he comes back, that's fantastic because he's shown that, I mean, we got some cup semifinals coming up and if I remember correctly, he was quite good in uh, I think it was what a semifinal or a quarterfinal against Manchester city. That wouldn't be a bad thing to have, but I think that Andre can be that player. And then you going forward, because you said like, you know, where do you find the minutes for these players to play? I think going forward, you just look at it. Maybe not, definitely not next summer, but at the end of, what would that be? 24, 25 season. You take a look at your midfielders and you just go, one of you is getting sold. Whether that's Graven and you make a good profit on him, or I think most likely candidate will be McAllister. Cause he's the older one out of the group. We got him for an absolute pittance in two, three seasons. We'll be able to sell him, almost certainly make a tidy, tidy profit on him. You know, hopefully he's got some silverware with himself and that's fantastic. You can sell him to Real Madrid or Barcelona or something like that. Like, I think that's what you can do. Eight good, solid pros, all in kind of a six, eight year age bracket. You know, eventually Endo probably one, two years tops at the team. And then there's another spot there ready to go. But, and just let them fight it out for it. Just yeah. by chance, your um, job is now to come in and take that shirt from Andre,
1: yeah. And to be honest with you, like you would expect, you know, people are saying that would be the middle of the Brazilian season if we done the whole thing where he joins on the 4th of July. I don't give a fuck when the Brazilian season's on. If we do a deal or Andre now and he's signing for Liverpool on the July the 4th, I don't care, he just comes and signs least he plays for us, um, you know. Uh, you look at you look at Jerry says I think we've enough without Thiago in midfield, but the one skill set we are missing is an older style six. I'll add this friend up at Genoet just for something different. <laughs> but we seem to be going away from that old style six, as you would call it. Well when Endo's come in and being that old style six, he's been really fucking good at it. Do you know the sort of way? I just think um it's in midfield, that's my only thing that I think can see happening midfield. If if the army have passed Andre... I can't see anything happening in midfield. I think you'll see the summer come on, um, Thiago leave and then we go for something else. If, if they aren't gone past Andre, now is the time to do it. But, you know, the next 20 fucking seven or eight days, it'll tell us what's going on there. Um, final thing on Liverpool before we just quickly look around the rest of the league. Uh, Carvalho's back from Leipzig. And there's an awful lot written about uh, Fabio Carvalho. There's an awful lot written about him. You know, is he good enough? Is he this? Is he that? Has he an attitude? Nobody fucking knows what his attitude is. But people seem to think they know what his attitude is. Um, My take on it is that I think he comes to Liverpool. I think he's a promising enough start. I'm not too sure if he he gets what we're trying to do. Um, I think Klopp decides, right, we need to to keep him playing football. He goes to Leipzig. It doesn't work. He's coming back. There's talk now that there's a bleeding mountain of teams looking to take him in, take him on loan. Do you see him going out on another loan? Six months, but probably staying in England this time?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I do. I I think it's a very good sign that uh, there's a queue of clubs that would be happy to have Fabio Carvalho on loan. Leicester strongly linked. Yeah. And, I mean, they're cruising at the top of the championship right now. So it's not like they're in desperate need for some injection. So, obviously there's multiple scouting groups that are looking at this kid and saying, there's definitely a player there. The thing about his attitude that I just love because it's very Liverpool is that there's some rumors that it was maybe that text message that he sent to the Portuguese coach and tell him that he didn't want to play anymore. And th- But that's it. You know, it's a, it's the almost polar opposite of how, let's say Eric Ten Hag has handled the Jadon Sancho situation of that's there's been nothing from the club throwing the kid under the bus or anything like that it seems like it's being kept in house he doesn't seem to be kicking up a huge fuss you know it looked like his nose was maybe a little out of joint towards the end of last season when his spot in the team pretty much evaporated but it seems like it's being handled in a very liverpool no dickheads policy way and another loan maybe another loan next season it's tough to see. I mean, if you have trouble seeing where an Andre would fit into our squad, I have a real tough time seeing where a Fabio Carvalho fits into our team now. Yeah, that's tough. If a fair there's point. a position he's playing, I would rather Harvey Elliott play those minutes.
1: Yeah. Um you, sorry, somebody says it there. Uh Emma says Southampton, Leicester and Fulham. <coughs> I can't see him going back to Fulham. Um I don't think it'd be the best meal for him going back to Fulham. Leicester, you like you said, are cruising the Southampton one is interesting though because they're they they're really motoring in the championship now. And I think the style of football Start they're real playing. I think, yeah, I think, I think they're, uh, th- that might be an interesting one. I think where um, Owen Borg says, Klopp went in twice to sign Carvalho. So obviously really wanted him and rates him. Um, I'm, I don't think for a second he doesn't rate him. I and mean, there was a couple of Instagram things and stuff. And people are making an awful lot over. This is a kid. He's a yeah, fucking kids. kid. He's a child. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I, I get your point where you struggle to see him you know, coming into a Liverpool side. Because the only really the only real place I see him playing for Liverpool is off the left hand side. Um you know, for maybe replacing the likes of a Lewis Diaz or coming on for Lewis Diaz. But it's not an easy position to play for Liverpool because you're you're involved in the initial press. Then you have to get beat you have to be back in position. Then you have to be ready to go the other way. Then you have to look to link with your full back. There's an awful lot going on that left hand side. It's not like some left hand side players are just like when you get the ball run to the end line and cross it or you know, don't don't come back or, or, or listen, always be back because that's the way we play. There's an awful lot involved in playing left right for Liverpool. and um, there really, really is. Um but I, I get your point on on where you struggle, um where where you can see him struggling to get into the side. But having said that, a year ago a lot of people seen struggle to see where Harvey Elliott would get into Liverpool side. Um because of the way we were playing and you look at him now and he comes on and you go off the right Brilliant against West Ham, wasn't it? Um in the cup. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Playing coming on and he's playing in in this, you know, right side of the day. really, really good and getting better all the time. I think Carvalho's probably a year or two behind Elliot's development, yeah. even though they're probably around the same age. Um, but I think he's probably a year or two behind Elliot in regards to development as a footballer for Liverpool. You know, the sort of way. Elliot's have, had an awful lot more time there. Um I'm I'm very interested to see where it goes with Cavallo possibly more in the summer. Um, but right now I think if he comes back, Liverpool will find a club from in the championship that are doing quite well. I think it might be a good move for him Um just to get him into a team that's get him into a team that's playing winning games and you know, get a bit of confidence back into him. But well, I'd be so I'd be Hampton, nearly I'd be you? nearly well, I'd be nearly saying to the club that he's going to, he plays nowhere else but this position. And he has to play X amount of games. Yeah. And if he doesn't if you don't fulfil that in the fourth month, we're taking him back. We're not giving you three, four months to fulfil this quota. Yeah. You need to be doing it. Um and Liverpool are in that position where they can um Liverpool are in that position where they can kind of demand that. Um Yeah. Jerry feels yeah, that Carvalho, Carvalho
0: is a is a year older. Yeah, but I, th- Harvey, I still yeah. think
1: he's behind this development of Liverpool for Harvey Elliott. Um yeah. Carvalho now is an example of why we should know when to cut our losses, include a buyback or sell on clause, but uses 10, 15 million value now to our benefit. He might never be worth more, says Jerry. Yeah, that's a fair point as well. And that's probably why yeah. I'm interested in what will happen in the summer. Um, look, we're going to do more of these shows. Like I said, we're probably going to do two a week throughout this month if we can. Um, one will be a member show. One will probably be free. Um, we well, hope you're enjoying the, the membership stuff. Um, hoping to be back in the morning, um, at 10 o'clock for um, random stuff. We won't be on tomorrow night. Um I promise you that we won't be on tomorrow night. We will be back around um for the game at the weekend. Arsenal in the Cup. Yeah. yeah. Um Double barrel Sunday. Yeah, Graham Part of Man United is trending on Twitter, says Ashley L. Well, wow. and they're also looking at uh, Chuba Moping and uh Werner, Thomas or, Muller? Uh, or Thomas <laughs> Muller I've seen linked as well. Mad stuff. But do you know something? Um Kev said something to me earlier and he said look The amount of spending that's gone on in the last little while is starting to probably come back to buy teams. We, we could go around the league now and we could start looking at, you know, who needs this, who needs that. And there could be a long list of players, you know, what do Arsenal need? Possibly a goal scorer. Um, what do City need? Do they probably need a bit more in midfield? Depending on the Brian coming back. Um, you know, what do sports need? We could do all that, but our play, our, our team's a little bit hampered. With regards to their previous spending, as to what he can do now, i.e., Manchester United, um, as well, or are we making too much of this? If they want to sign a player, they just go and sign a match? That's how it works.
0: I mean, I think Boley might be the one to find a new financial lever to pull to yeah. free up more money somehow. But I, you look at Man United in the summer and having to loan Sophie Amrabat when his transfer fee was an endo amount. Which you should have just lying in the back. Of do
1: the they have an obligation to buy him though in the summer?
0: I hope so. i it's, it's, they'd be luckier if they had an obligation to buy his brother. With how poor he's been for Man United, but like it seems they don't have a ton of money. Arsenal had the same thing with Raya, where they have to do this weird loan deal. When why why are you, why are you loaning a number one goalkeeper? <clears throat> it doesn't make like it's it's just a strange thing to do, and it really feels like it's coming down to the FFP thing. Maybe this is just my optimism spilling over from predicting ridiculous Liverpool scoreline wins to the league actually growing a pair when it comes to this because you see Everton get done, you start hearing about other teams, Wolves, Forest, Chelsea coming back up again, Man City got the 115 still hanging over their heads, the independent regulators sitting there. Maybe, just maybe, the people running the Premier League have decided that, this is it. They this is the Rubicon and they cannot be allowed to cross. Well do you good. see
1: the thing is you when you when you but when you charge Everton and without getting into the whole thing, but when you charge Everton, it means then that I need uh, you it, you you charge Everton with one charge or whatever it was, right? It means then that Everton and other clubs are going to demand that you are meticulous in what you're doing with other clubs now. You can't charge Everton and go, great job lads. Listen, let's see us here same time next year and we see if we can catch someone else. It now really pumps the pressure on other clubs. And that's why I think the forest stuff's come up. Wolves, like Paul Giovanni says Arsenal can't buy anyone until they sell someone due to FFP. He's heard that Smith Raw was available. Partey might go, but you know, Parthy's gone away. he's gone away to the – I think he's gone away to the um,
0: – Gallagher rumored to be uh, –
1: Gallagher rumored to go to sports as well, yeah, because he'd be pure profit. And you know what I mean? Emma says there, Arsenal have to sell the boy. They're looking at loan and players. players. Um, Amrabat has a 10 million euro deal. Um, sorry, Ashley says Amrabat has a 10 million euro loan deal with an option to buy in June 2024 worth 20 million euros plus 5 million dollars. They won't be taking that. No. <laughs> no, they won't be fucking it. you would be a rocker. He's been absolutely abysmal for Manchester United. Um, but
0: maybe... And he would have been for probably everybody.
1: Yeah, maybe. Uh, talk also that West Ham had to ask for the Royce money from the bank early as payment from Arsenal isn't due until next year. Oh, so that means that West Ham... Would that mean that West Ham are in a bit of a, an awkward position? Is that what you're trying to tell me, Paul? But look, maybe the spending in this January... You know, Kev reckons it's a bit of a buyer's market. Um, because of, you know, simply because of the the way things are. And clubs are looking to, you know, get rid of a couple of players. But maybe they're looking to get rid of player A and you go in and go, forget player A, but I'll take player B. And, you know, would you be interested in players? Clubs might be forced into a, doing a little bit like that. It's going to be an interesting month. I don't think it's going to be a mad, mad kind of fire sale month. I think a lot of teams might just have to go what they have. Whether that's by choice or design or just their own, except message. except
0: one, Gav. I think Newcastle will go bonkers. I you think, think so? I can see Newcastle bringing in four or five players.
1: Okay, um, they may do. They may do. They got the,
0: they got the money to spend, and I believe they've got the the wiggle room within the FFP because of the well new owner, they have the wiggle. They did have the
1: wiggle, They did. They did last season, but now that they rented the European competition. They're under a second set of f f p now you have to remember that yeah, so they have to watch themselves now if they want to get back into europe <coughs> and that's what that's what happens and maybe that comment with regards to West Ham maybe that's playing on that as well because West Ham going into European competition and winning European competition means that you you have a second set of kind of f f p laws and they're different to the ones in England of course that you have to go through um let me see uh Think the last week of the month could be busy. Newcastle haven't got a sausage. Um, yeah, I think it could be. Um, talk of is Newcastle's FFP is a lot tighter. Maybe because of the European stuff. That's what I think. I yeah, think I thought there was the that English.
0: grace period, but yeah, that would just be for England then, and then.
1: Yeah, once you're rules. in Europe, you're, you're judged on a three-year like three an basis. Like an
0: anti-Chelsea, how Chelsea got lucky this year that they weren't in the Champions League so they could still sign those ridiculous 27-year yeah. contracts.
1: Yeah, but you see, the thing is, like, I, I, I think it'll be a quiet enough month. But I think you may see a couple of panic things. But the ones that, the ones that look to panic are the ones that are, for me, are in a position where, can you do anything? You know, there's talk of oh, your man's taking over United. He's putting in this amount, and he's going to print three hundred million to spend as well. Where are you getting this from? Do you know what I mean? And it's not even his fucking money he's spending. It's it's a it's a consortium he heads up, really. When you think about it. Um, but look, well, I'm not going into all that. It's five to eleven at night. I've loads of stuff to be doing. Anyway, um, that has been the transfer show from Talking Cop. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I definitely did. I loved that chat. Um, oh, yeah. for an hour or so. Uh, like I said, back in the morning, um, we'll have a little random chat in the morning. Um, Here's one free we'd...
0: in the morning, Gav. Mm. Well, while Mo's gone, would you try Darwin Nunez on the right side of attack?
1: No, I would try Luis Diaz on the right side of attack, and I would argue to maybe even try Saba's over there and give him a little little stint out of centre midfield. Just to get him back up to the top end of the pitch as much as I could. Jerry says, thanks oh, very okay. much, lads. Great chat. If you had 50 or 60 million, hypothetically, who would you sign within reason?
0: Brandway, I think you get him out of Everton for 60 million.
1: Oh. I would take for the crack. I would take. What's the winger's name? I think he's up in PSV. Linked with a move to.
0: Oh, um. Oh, I should know. It's gonna be up here in the chat as soon as it catches yeah, up with us. I can't remember
1: his name. Um, but that lad that lad right. that people t- Akioko, maybe? Yeah, people think seem to think he's lethal. I haven't seen him, but I'll go in and I'll do that. Um I, I just Yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> You know,
0: sure, and another left winger. Yeah, yeah, halves. Don't fucking
1: do anything for me. I want someone that's going to run at the goal and kick it hard. Uh, backyoko says Jerry, yeah, that's him. Yeah. Have a, a few quid on him. In games. few, uh, Diaz right, Jota central, Darwin left, and on Pence with his 100% record from the spots. says Anthony Boylan, uh, Darwin Nunes takes okay penalties. Um, but anyway, um, that's it. We're gone. Um, hope you enjoyed it. This will be as available for download tomorrow morning and we will be back in the morning and then we'll be back for, I would say the next time we're back is probably the reaction to Arsenal on Sunday. And then the Sunday night show will be back and we'll have, um, yeah, we'll have all sorts of stuff going on then on Sunday night as we try to fill up these gaps between games just turning up on random days and Liverpool meant to be on a break and they're not and it's all going on before we go. Our 2024 fundraiser link is in the description. It's up on the screen. If you're listening later on, the link is in the description for your podcast. Go into the description, hold over the link. It will copy you. You can paste it into your, into your browser and you can donate to the House in Dublin or fans supporting field banks in Liverpool. 10 grand is our target. Um, we've launched it today. We got a couple of donations today, which is absolutely fantastic. I am begging people if you do, you, if you can, if you can donate, please do. If you can't, please just take the link, put it to your friends in WhatsApp groups, Telegram groups, your mates, your friends, your family, everyone you can think of. Throw it in there because, look, everyone has a story about people that are struggling with, you know, struggling to put fuel on the table, no, struggling with homelessness, whatever it might be. Please, please, please donate if you can. And if you can't, please share it. It's 10 grand. Between us all we can do this, we can do this handy. Um I'm starting the golf day You know planning from tomorrow morning. I'm going to have a meeting about it tomorrow morning. So please, please, please help us out. Link is in the description. Donate if you can. If not, just copy it onto your phone. Go into all your different groups, onto your social media. You're all on fucking Twitter. I know you are. Because you all seem to know everything that goes on on Twitter. But none is well, you're not. I know you're not, man. But I see us all telling me all about Twitter and then I don't see us on fucking Twitter because are hiding somewhere. I want you to go onto Twitter. I want you to paste the link into Twitter and go, listen, donate Good Cause 2024. Do it on your Twitter. Do it on your Instagram. Do it on your Facebook. If you're on LinkedIn, fair enough. Throw it in there as well and we get to this 10 grand. Um, we're going to do our absolute best to get to it. No, we're not. We're just going to go and get to it. But we're going to do our best to make sure it's done by the middle of June. Um, so, that's where we are on that. Points, 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 points. And my and uh pod night out after the charity drives says Brian, uh and he says, I'm not on Twitter. I refuse to believe that, Brian, because most of your information comes from Twitter. And I know you're Oh, there.
0: he's too young for Twitter, too he's Too young TikTok for day.
1: Twitter. Go away. What are you on? Yeah.
0: He's
1: probably on my space on a Nokia 4210. Fuck off an I Brian. Um yeah. anyway, that's it. Talk to you in a bit over and now.